Hello, everybody, and welcome to Faxman's Musings. It is the everything podcast guaranteed to make you smile. Well, we go over life experiences, and we help you think about anything that could be going on in a positive way. Because that's what we are. We're positive people. And you gotta love it. Um... I'm a little bit late on the episode. Um, had an awesome day with uh, with my family. You know, gotta show my family some love because they deserve it. Um, uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Cirque d'Italia. Uh, it was a circus that we went to see uh, yesterday, and uh, they were quite amazing. And I have to say, a good price for the ticket that you get with them. By the way, I'm not sponsored by them. I just know a good product when I see one. So, that having been said, um, you know, uh, Cirque d'Italia, go see it if you get the chance to. If they're in the area, go check them out. One other shout out I'm going to do tonight is to my buddy Oscar Montiel. I On Tuesdays at 6.30, um, we, I'll be doing a podcast called The Golden Truth. And that podcast is going to be on YouTube. It is a fantastic opportunity for me to show off my sports skills, which I will also be doing in this episode. And it uh, it is a chance to talk about quarterbacks and free agency and all that cool stuff. Because let's face it, the NFL is the easiest sport to follow. Yeah, I know it. It's true. Um, oh, and another thing, um, Cirque d'Italia. Uh, is going to be uh, something that I go over uh, and talk talk about and review more in depth on the next episode because I feel like um, it's a, it's something that a lot more people uh, should experience. Life's too short not to experience everything you can and experience it in the fullest way possible. Um, and that's something that I firmly believe about tackling life. You know, try everything once. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's going to be great. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Super Bowl in review. Um, and it was, uh, it's, it's a little bit a week later, but I thought it'd be a good idea to sort of take some time aside and, you know, really look back over the game and the whole situation and by the way, shout out to Cooper Cup, amazing wide receiver, got the Super Bowl MVP award this year. Um, there's not too many other people that I I would uh, I would think would be more worthy of it right now. And you know, uh, a credit to Matthew Stafford and also the coaching staff in LA because for the longest time, uh, when he was in Detroit, we thought Matthew Stafford just couldn't get it done. But if you put a good team around him. Uh, a team that he doesn't have to carry uh, on his own. You know, he he really came through. I mean, like I said, two so two touchdown passes to Cooper Cup. He had uh, uh, one to Odell Beckham Jr. Um, before uh, OBJ went down at the end of the first half. Poor guy. Um, at least he has the offseason to recover. Okay, this is the thing. The pregame shows. You had all the analysts picking the LA Rams, 
And you know what? They should have. On paper, the Rams look like a better team. But when when I looked at, at the way things sort of fell out, it was amazing. Like these two teams seemed based on the way the game was going, so evenly matched. I mean, when I, when I said, I, I told people from the beginning, do not sleep on the Cincinnati Bengals, and I was right. Yes, they lost, but man, they put up one heck of a fight. Joe Burrow, Jamar, Jamar Chase, in his rookie year, makes it to the Super Bowl. That is going to be a hard thing to repeat, because it is quite simple, quite simple to peak early in your career, and that's something that Jamar Chase is going to have to really uh, look out for going forward. Um, but if you've ever seen like, uh, if you've ever seen evenly matched competitors go at it hand to hand, tooth and nail, you know. This is exactly what you saw in the Super Bowl. Look at uh, Mike Tyson and Joe Frazier. Punch, counter punch. Really, um, really showing the grit, the determination. And it, um, I believe it, there was a quote that said, um, Iron sharpens iron just as one man sharpens another. I guess you could say as one woman sharpens another or vice versa or mixed match or whatever you want to call it. The point being is that when you have competitive people around you, it makes you better. And having the L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals being two really underrated teams, they made each other better in the Super Bowl. Most of the time you get Super Bowls every year and – they seem like blowouts and it's because a lot of times it's usually a mixed match between teams but this was a Super Bowl that was really 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 good and it's a shame that the Bengals hadn't been back to this hadn't been back to the Super Bowl since 1988 they've they've had three Super Bowl appearances and haven't won one and have lost by a total margin of 12 points. So they've been in it every single time they've gone to the big stage. Every single time the big lights have been on for the Cincinnati Bengals, they have been very, very close to to reaching the big one and getting that trophy. The Rams were just a little bit better, and if, that's what everybody expected, and that's what happened. But it was amazing. Like, you had... Matthew Stafford with a great team built around him. Um, you had wide, you had uh, Van Jefferson, who was leaving things open for the other wide receivers. Things got a lot more difficult for L.A. after Odell Beckham Jr. went down because that meant that they could start doubling up Cooper Cup. And even with them doubling him up, he still found ways to get open. They still found ways to get him the ball. And it was impressive. It was really, really impressive. And credit to the Bengals for hanging in as long as, as, long as they did. Um, I, I was impressed by both sides. Um, and I, and uh, it was just an amazing game. Uh, uh, Rams, if you didn't see it, the Rams won 23-20. Um, and I'm going to go over two other things 
that were associated with the Super Bowl in review. And that is the halftime show. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, and some of the commercials. Because those are two things that every year are underestimated and undervalued in terms of entertainment factor going into the Super Bowl. So, the commercials. You had your stereotypical ones that you would find. There was always a Coke commercial. There was always a uh, a Doritos commercial at some point, and those are kind of funny. Um, there were a lot of um, electric car commercials. Like a lot of companies are starting to go more towards uh, an electric electric feature, so that they can have the world go green when it comes to buying new cars and. The way they kind of displayed it was really funny. Um, oh gosh, there's a whole bunch of them. By the way, that Dolly Parton commercial where she's uh, where she's talking about, oh, you know, uh, get the get the smartphones. It's uh, it's what you need. It's something that I didn't expect to work, but it kind of did. It was super funny in its own way. Um, I actually kind of loved that. Um, it was interesting to see because, like, they, they debuted, like, some new um, TV shows that were going to be coming out. They debuted some new movies that were going to be coming out. I know um, – I think they talked about this a little bit, but they talked about the fact that Pete, that Peacemaker was going to be lit, greenlit for a second season. I haven't even watched the first one. Um, I think anybody who's, like, a John Cena fan is probably going to end up really uh, sticking close to uh, – is really going to be staying close to that series. Um, the Super Bowl halftime show is the next thing I'll talk about. And there is something that is very, very symptomatic of the way they've gone. And that is a lot of times when somebody is advertised for the Super Bowl halftime show, they always get outshadowed by the guests they bring in. And for the first time in a while, that wasn't necessarily true. Because they, because they, uh, during the Pepsi halftime show, they advertised all these people. It was okay to give them all a spotlight. My problem had been in previous years that they had one person's name on the marquee to be a part of the show, and then all the guests that they had would take over the spot, and you wouldn't see too much of the actual person who was advertised for the show. And. Truth be told, like, the halftime show has become so big. Like, I don't always like it every year, but I have come to realize that in the realm of pop culture, the Super Bowl halftime show, in my opinion, has done a lot in terms of being able to revitalize an artist's career. I feel like when an artist goes in and takes that mantle on to do the halftime show, their album sales... um their merchandise, all that stuff takes a big bump up because uh, because they're on this big stage. And not only that, but the reason you see a lot of bands that have a big nostalgia factor to them is because it's previous generations that have really grown up with these artists. And this is the way for these artists to introduce their music to a new generation. You're going to see a lot more people who would be considered millennials knowing older styles of music simply because of the halftime show. 
Um, I, I, I had not heard many younger folks talk about Eminem or Snoop Dogg until after the halftime show. And that is impressive to show what the platform of the Super Bowl halftime show can do. It was very interesting to see the um, the grandeur and the artistic value behind the choices that were made in the production of the show. Because you got to see a little bit of everyone. And I think um, this this is a method that in previous years they've gone back to. I think the reason it works so well now is because of the way it's advertised. You 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 had Kendrick Lamar advertised, you had Eminem advertised, you had Snoop Dogg advertised, you had all these artists being advertised and the fact that they all got a spotlight worked so well because the advertisement matched up with what you were going to get. If you had one person being advertised on a marquee, but then you had all these other artists coming in and getting involved, it was almost like a satirical form of false advertising. Fans, in a sense, were and were not getting what they wanted. So uh, that's something that I've noticed based on uh, the way the Super Bowl halftime show uh, has worked this year. So I am very impressed with how they did it. I'm very impressed with the. Uh, I'm very impressed with the commercials this year. Um. Only been they've been slacking over the past few years, but this year they they kicked it up a notch. Um, that's what I'm gonna glossy or anything. Um, so by the way, um, you know, congratulations to the LA Rams for winning. Um, Cincinnati fans, you know, do the best you can to keep the faith. I really hope that it is not another 34 years before you guys end up back in the big game because I do feel like. If Jamar Chase stays hot and you've got um, Tyler Boyd, um, you really have a chance with Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow to have a great team going forward. I do not think it is good. Like, don't, don't let it demoralize you as a fan base, and the team shouldn't let it demoralize them. They will be back. That is something that I that I am sure of. So, um, anyways, um, thank you guys again for listening tonight. Um, next week, uh, uh, we're going to talk about Cirque d'Italia, the amazing experience that I had there. So, once again, thank you guys so much. Never fear. Your fax man is here. And God bless you and have a great night.